2: Obviously
3: I
4: think when the club's had the success that it's had uh, the last 10-12 years, you know, it's just under Eddie and me by his side. I'm you know, not going to come here and, and rip everything up and start again. I think it would be a fool to do that. So you know, my own person, I've got my own ideas and I'll be looking to implement them and as soon as we get back to training.
5: Hello and welcome to episode 93 of Back in the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Hopefully you've been getting out and about. The weather has been absolutely beautiful. And as a result, this podcast releases slightly later than usual. But if you've been with your friends and family, hopefully not down the beach where it's not exactly lent itself to social distancing. Hope you've been having a good time. And we've all been trying to almost distance ourselves from AFC Bournemouth, really. We've had a terrible season, we've been relegated and all of us just need a break. But the club have different ideas because there's always something coming out that has kept our eagle eyes and ears entertained. Obviously we were relegated, Max Denham then came out and reiterated his commitment to getting us back into the Premier League. And then Eddie went, last week myself and Neil and Jeff were trying to detangle that. So who would come in? Well, Saturday afternoon it was announced it was going to be Jason Tyndall, and it's fair to say, looking at Twitter and the forums, that Cherries fans, well they've got mixed opinions and whilst the majority wanted the continuity of Howe, for some reason there were reservations about the continuity of Tyndall. In this show, we're going to take in numerous fans' thoughts from our videothon, or whatever you want to call it. It it felt like a marathon, put it that way, where we got a lot of opinion from lots of different cherries fans from different parts of the globe. But I feel as though I should give you my view. Whilst I want to echo everyone else's, I also want to have a say as well. I think continuity, or, well, new direction, as Eddie Howe put it, that's been the buzzword all week. We've got to remember that Hal mentioned it in his letter, the club didn't. So it's something that we fixated on quite a bit. But how can we have a new direction with someone that's been under the old direction? That's been the the thing that's been reeled out all week. And I kind of get it. I think really new ideas was what Eddie meant to say. But JT is, and he's a man who's now with the media, I think, is probably helping people form more, more opinions than his actual coaching ability perhaps. Even some people already have expressed their adversity to his very first interview. And you know what, if points were won through media soundbites, then yeah, I'd probably agree, but they're not. Look, at the end of the day, I'm still trying to get over the fact that we're relegated, so I haven't got time to fixate on things like that. The proof will be in the pudding and we all can't wait, or can we, for the football to begin. I think it's going to be absorbing, put it that way. So, as I said, new direction, New ideas? How can JT be that? Well, remember, Eddie and JT fell out frequently due to arguments about how certain things were done. You know, Eddie's admitted that on interviews. And in terms of the tactics that were deployed, they weren't always singing from the same hymn sheet. Now, was Eddie right this season? Our leak position suggests that he probably wasn't. JT, hopefully... We'll be taking the best parts of Eddie's philosophies and maybe we'll be tweaking the system to his own style. We don't know. Now, whilst many fans were maybe underwhelmed, the players are probably more important in the board's considerations. Yes, there were sure to be financial implications. Therefore, maybe they went with the cheapest option, but also continuity in squad harmony. That's key. An external manager, they could bring in new ideas, they'll bring in new staff and have less than a month to get things sorted. Talk about a good way to alienate the players. They could be potentially relearning a way of playing. JT will maybe just help us tread water, we don't know. However, someone else could genuinely upset the apple cart, and it could be a costly mistake if we were to get it wrong. Is it maybe the lesser of two evils? We don't know. One thing we do know about JT is... He's a hands-on manager. He banters with the players. He's arguably got closer relationships than Eddie ever had. And that's visible from the videos that you see on AFCB TV. Eddie Howe, he always had that professional divide. But JT seems to have more laughs and jokes with the players. And of course, that dynamic would possibly have to change. But the guy still commands a lot of respect. And the work he's done is underestimated, in my opinion. Now, there are players like... Aaron Ramsdale, Rico, Kelly, Stacey, all of those have bought into Eddie and JT's philosophy. And a change could genuinely change their feel for the club. They're talented players who we simply cannot afford to let go. Aaron Ramsdale, in the Echo today, says, player of the season, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. We need to keep him, and despite the derisory £12 offer from Sheffield United, at the moment... He's still here with JT in charge. I think there's probably more chance of that. Listen, whatever your thoughts are, we also know that we're all going to get behind him from either home or in the stands, wherever we're going to be. And whilst this is my opinion, I understand yours is probably different. And that's what talking's all about. So on Saturday night, we did a live show. And yeah, It got a bit shouty, got a bit tense, but we were all in agreement come the end of it. And we're all happy for JT to be in charge. And from a personal perspective, I'm not worried about being wrong if he turns out to be a failure. I don't care if I'm wrong. All I want to do is see the best man get the job in a time frame that would be challenging for anyone else. I see a lot of people out there being Extremely negative before the guys even finished wiping his feet on the doormat through the vitality doors. Some of it is qualified opinion and others, I don't think they are. Anyway, what were your thoughts? These are some of the views on our free for all chat on saturday night unfortunately i can't give you the individual names of whoever it is that took part otherwise i would be here for a very long time but this show is now over to you so these were the fans thoughts of jt's appointment we'll see you in about 45 minutes says he's going to try to get us back into the Premier League at the first attempt. That's an extremely strong statement, isn't
2: it? It's a very strong statement and it very much, I think, will depend upon which players remain with us in the next couple of months. Because if you're saying right now with the squad he's got, yes, I think we could challenge for going back up, probably looking at playoffs or above. If we lost Wilson, King, Brooks, um, Lewis Cook, Bramsdale, then <laughs> suddenly you're looking at that Everybody being ripped out of the sort of the young, upcoming players being ripped out of the team, and you've got to rebuild the team again. So, yeah. it, it, if Max is Maxim's, you know, keen to go straight back up, and he's trying to hold on to those players, and it, those players are willing to stay and not do a Fraser, then I'm, you know, then I, I think JT could could have a good shout, um, depending on if the players buy into his philosophy.
6: I think um, there was a good article in The Athletic today about it, wasn't there? I don't know if anyone read that, but saying that uh, JT is the one who who has a really close relationship with the players. He's the one who is very positive around the group and uh, they appreciate him for that. So maybe we'll see a bit more of a smile on their faces because we haven't seen that for a little while. Yeah, that was the main worry for me when Eddie left
2: was, you know, the players that are brought into Eddie and Jason's philosophy of attacking football, of coaching, bringing the players through. Um, you know, we, we historically, we only sort of sign a player and then we let them play for a, a year in the reserves. And then, you know, once they understand how we play football, then they get brought through. But what happens to those players now that Eddie's gone? You know, and I think, I think they'll stay now that Jason's been announced as, as the manager. I think that they will understand that they underperformed as a team, as a squad last year. It wasn't just Eddie's tactics that, you know, brought us down. It was also, you know, the players who were actually on the pitch. So I'm hoping that Ramsdale, for example, who was saying only a week ago how much he was disappointed and mainly for the fans that, um, you know, that we couldn't stay up and they couldn't do it on the last couple of games. I'm hoping that he sort of sticks by his word and doesn't just run off when the first offer comes um, which which it has. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously we've rejected the first one, but they'll come back again, I'm sure.
5: Simon, some people uh, online have been saying, well, you know, the teams change their manager throughout the season. So, you know, why are we saying that five weeks or whatever it is that they will get until the new season? We're all saying it's not enough time. Um, you know, other clubs make changes. So, you know, why is that? Because we seem to feel as though um, there's a lot to change within those you know, five weeks. I mean, the club is built around Eddie even where the trees are planted around the training ground, as Mark McAdams said the other day, the marketing things on the wall, um, it would be like stepping into someone else's house. It would take a hell of a lot of time to change it to your own. Do you think it would have been too late for someone else to come in?
4: Uh, Probably originally I didn't, but I think now as time's moving really quickly and there hasn't been huge momentum in this conversation, in terms of other options i think this has to be it um i was trying to think of an analogy earlier of, of, of what the club is and with Eddie leaving it and i don't know why but i ended up in the in the game of jenga that you can nudge certain pieces out of it but it won't necessarily fall down you can keep certain bits there and it'll stand up for longer so with jt certainly for the short to medium term that club structure and tower maintains intact I think other key pieces of the background and the structure of how the clubs worked are really important. It's Mm. just whether they all come together and can make that complete once more, almost like starting a game again. There is a risk of that tower falling down, but I don't think that risk is massive in the short term. Results will prove everything. And I'm convinced that the blend of experience and youth, if we can keep them, should serve us well in the championship. I also think JT will know and understand what it takes to get out of the championship. You know, any managerial comparison that people make about JT is years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's really unfair. He, he, he'd have learned huge amounts from working as closely with Eddie and with this standard of players that they've been around. So I think what I'd like to see is some changes in the backroom structure. I don't know whether Jason's going to be a bit less... Uh, whole club managerial, if I can put it that way, maybe certain things could be lifted off the role so he can maybe have a bit more freedom, a bit more time, maybe a bit more time to spend with the players. You know, if he's got that close relationship with them, maybe there was something missing there, maybe something had gone gone wrong at some point between Eddie and JT. I often looked at sidelines on the TV games and sometimes the faces that JT would give behind Eddie were quite interesting. Not that I'm an expert in body language, but I found that fascinating. One thing that is guaranteed is JT will give us a lot more gob on the sidelines than Eddie ever did.
5: Neil, uh, in terms of your optimism levels, how are you feeling now that it's officially been announced, or are you still a bit meh? Sam, you know me
6: for a long time. I'm always bright and cheerful and optimistic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Mm. I, I felt, I know when I, last time I came on the show, um, I was quite positive, even though it was after Eddie had just left. Um, because, mm. uh, only because I felt that, that Eddie, Eddie seemed to have run out of steam and I think we all appreciate and, and accept that towards the end, he, he looked knackered. Mm-hmm. He really did. It, it just, just completely drained. Uh, Now JT will have um, a shot of adrenaline and it's up to him now and he's got the opportunity to show what he can do. I think maybe, um, although Eddie is a hugely positive person, um, it may have just been that everyone saw that he was running out of steam and and that brought the squad down a little bit and he couldn't motivate them. Um, JT starts for me with a clean slate. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's, it, he's got new ideas, um, but he's got experience, uh, and he knows what works. So it it may be a, a great opportunity, uh, and, and I'm I'm actually really positive. I don't I don't know if if that positivity extends to getting promoted at the first attempt, back to the uh, the Premier League. But you know, anyone of probably ten teams will be thinking the same that they've got a chance, uh, and yeah. it does depend on, on what happens to our players. And um, who, 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 who we bring in? Do you think it'd be quite nice now,
5: though? I mean, I know Eddie. Uh, sorry, JT has said what he said, um, but wouldn't it be nice to have almost um, a confirmation of that statement of intent that the board put out on Tuesday through Maxim? Um, because he said about you know, the you know, fact that our you know ambition is to get back into the Premier League, and we all felt really positive about that. Then Eddie went, and we thought, well, hang on, and now we have got JT, which you know, it's all intents and purposes, you look at it and you could think that's a backward step. I know he's now saying it and, you know, paying the lip service by saying, you know, this is my role and this is what I think that I can do. But don't you think the board now almost need to come out and say exactly almost what they're going to give JT and just, you know, reaffirm what they said in the first place?
6: I I don't know. I think um, uh, Max has already said what he said and, and... I can only see this as being part of that philosophy mm. um, that he, he wants to, um, to to keep the 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 impetus going forward um, with with someone who knows the club uh, and someone that he knows and and can see how he works. I don't th- I don't think he needs to restate anything mm. uh, that they they put their faith in in JT and you know they, they know him better than anyone. And so I don't see that it needs any anything else. I'm a bit half and half,
7: to be honest with you. I would have preferred if we tried to start from again uh, with likes and maybe John Terry, as he and um, the assistant manager from Villa, being confirmed with Craig Shakespeare last night. So I don't know what's happening with John Terry there. Uh, maybe even people probably think I'm mad, but even maybe Steven Gerrard, the likes of him. Uh, Bournemouth are back in training from the 17th, so over a week away until they're back in training. Uh, Jason Tindall knows the guys. He knows he's probably going to have an idea on who he's going to keep and who he's going to want to get rid of. Now, to me, he needs to be on. He needs to get talked to every single one of them players and has an interview and be like, do you want to work hard? Or you might as well just go, because that's how he's going to have to play this. If we're going to get back into the top flight of English football, he's going to have to sort something out.
4: One of the important things is that um, JT, one of the questions is, has he got the ability to galvanise certain voices in the dressing room that may have gone a little bit quiet? We we can't underestimate the significance of Eddie, but as we came through the leagues, there was a very strong structure within the dressing room of, of characters whether that was Matt Ritchie or Tommy Elphick or various others like that, and they galvanised the unit on the pitch. And I think through these difficult times, there have been elements where that's been missing. I think what JT can do is he can galvanise that vocal side and passion within certain players. So from a positive level, if we're going to keep the same structure, he is the right guy, I believe, that can galvanise those um, long-standing vocal entities and players within the squad and the younger players will need to have that in order for it to work so I think from that perspective and his relationship with those players he is the right appointment if we're looking long term you know further down the line we'll just have to wait and see but for now I think it is based on the alternatives.
8: I'm looking forward to next season seeing what JT is like now I'm happy that they've appointed someone within the club that knows the players. I will know how most of them play and he kind of gets along with them and there's already some sort of connection there. And I think that could be a big a big thing to next season for us pushing for a promotion back to the Premier League. And I think he could be a really good manager if he gets maybe the funds and the right attitude from the players. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
5: Um and speaking of the funds, I mean, obviously you've sold Nathan Ake for 41. Uh, Cannon Wilson and Josh King are expected to go. Do you think he will get some funds?
8: I think he will. I think if we could get a few decent uh, higher-end championship players, then that would be quite good because I think we, I think we need a few players to kind of freshen up the squad a bit because obviously we didn't really get along Uh, last season so yeah if we if we even get maybe 35 million maybe 40 I don't know if that is possible but yeah we can maybe say get four 10 million players who want to work for the club and they want to really uh, do well and yeah I think we could 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 hopefully get promoted.
5: What would be failure and what would be success for you on this season at what point will the board be thinking yeah, we, we might need to switch it up for the following season.
8: I think failure will be uh, not being able to reach the playoffs. And I think success would uh, be automatic promotion, or at least like getting up from the playoffs. Yeah. And I think, say, by January, if, say, we're ninth and we're not doing too well for our standards, I think we would maybe have to look at another manager and just see if someone who maybe isn't connected with the club could be the answer to our questions about everything, really.
9: You know, I, th- I think one of the advantages of having JT as the, as the manager will be, I think it'll be easier to keep some of the players. So, and as, as everybody has also mentioned, having the, the short off-season, it would be really hard to get somebody new in who would impose their, uh, their, their stamp on the club. But a couple of points I want to make. One was, I don't know if you heard the Willows interview on the Solent this afternoon, but yeah, that was kind of fascinating. I mean, I I definitely think, again, there are things behind the scenes that we don't know. Um, I don't know if we'll ever know. Um, But Willow was just hinting at some things that I thought were were interesting. The other thing that made me laugh was Harry Redknapp's quote today, where he said, when you when you're the coach, everybody loves you when you start picking the team and leaving people out the wives hate you the kids hate you it's a different ball game and i just wonder you know jason has this image of being one of the lads, being one of the, the 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 player you know close to the players i think when you're a manager that's a really different mindset and i i wonder whether jason has that ability to move from being part of the link between the coaching staff and the playing staff and being the manager because at the manager the buck stops with you yeah
4: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like we could have made
0: a more like better better manager because I think the players might feel like we're just keeping the same strats what Eddie had. I think personally, I think like Harry Redknapp, even some people wouldn't like probably not agree with me. I think Harry Redknapp would do a job personally at Bournemouth. Mm. And he's done it, he's done it, he's done it at a lot of other clubs. He got like top them to top four, and no one thought they would ever do that. You know, yeah. he's done it at other clubs. And I thought if he came to Bournemouth, he would definitely get us promoted straight back to
7: the Premier League.
10: Um, I know I'm going to be controversial. I just want everyone to know before I give my raw opinions is that I really do want JT to do really well. I hope I can come on here in six months time and he's been really successful and I can go. I was wrong about everything. The club got it right. That's what I really want. So this is nothing personal to JT. It's more of a disappointment from the club because I think from the five years in the Premier League, we're in a really good place to uh, be a bit braver is what I'd probably say. Um, I have my reservations on JT uh, to a point where I think, does it concern me that signing players will be difficult? Because I'll be honest with you, the attraction was always signing for Eddie, not for Jason Tindall. And I do worry that we might not be able to pill off any type of marquee championship players to help us out. Um, I think the, the, it came down to two re- categories, didn't it? It's a financial and business reason in why they chose... The decision. Um, And then it came down to a footballing decision. And I think the footballing decision was way down the pecking order. Um, In my opinion, the club rules on a hiding to nothing. Okay. Now, if they go for a big marquee manager or someone who's looking to make a name for themselves, let's use John Terry for an example, and it doesn't work, the fans will get on the boards back. Okay. And said, you shouldn't have done that. You should have kept it in house. OK, if they go for Jason Tyndall and he's out of his depth and we're in the bottom, th- we're in the uh, relegation zone come January, the fans will turn around and say we should have gone for someone big or maybe gone for someone safe like Chris Yu and Nigel Pearson. And I think they think if it doesn't work, they- they're on a hiding to nothing. So is it best just saving a few quid in case that happens?
5: Tom Jordan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'm pretty happy, to be fair. I um. I can understand both sides of it. I think f- for me, it's. I mean, you mentioned there, which I agree, the pull that Eddie Howe had uh, getting players in. But you're not telling me that people go want to sign for Chris Hutton or want to sign for Nigel Pearson.
10: That's I don't. So we wouldn't have got that with anyone. So sorry, not they're, not, they're not my two people. I'd never employ them. I I wanted Ter- I wanted someone like Terry yeah. or Steven uh, th- Gerrard. So but those
5: but, but those names are pie in the sky, Kirk. Surely Stevie yeah. G. I mean, there are people, uh, including yourself, that are almost saying that uh, like a move to Bournemouth is. Is almost a sideways move to Rangers that so, come on, they're bloody massive. Mm.
10: I, I no, mean I don't the, agree the, with that. The discussion for Stephen Gerrard, um it's probably gonna be too long for me to go on to it, but I I mm. I don't believe I you can't tell me the SPL's better than the championship. I mean, there's two teams in that league. i can um, tell you, you that going me, to
0: Wickham is not as exciting as going to play in the Champions League and the Europa League, I can tell you that. No.
10: No, but I mean, I'm I've never com- I've never compared Bournemouth to Rangers as a club. Never done that. What I've said was, is the task on a CV if Gerrard was mm. to be a success will always look better if he was to get Bournemouth up than if he was to finish first or second in the SPL. In my opinion, I've
11: got to agree. To let, let, be let, honest. Let,
10: the promotion, sorry, Craig, the the job yeah, of, ahead, yeah. of uh, getting Bournemouth back into the Premier League is is a hundred times better than bit finishing second for Rangers. I mean, my man, uh, you know, the Stephen Gerrard one was a was a sort of punt last week when we got the Eddie, Eddie Howe news. I mean, as the weeks of mo- as the weeks moved on, John Terry was my one. Now, for me, what John Terry would give you is he's ready to take that next stage okay, he would want to, he would be like your Lampard, okay, so he would come in, I think what you get with John Terry is you attract players that are potentially like your Phil Foden's at Man City, not Phil Foden's, but players like that, so you're your young players at Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City, they will all want to play for John Terry. Not because of what he's done as a manager, but as he was a world name in football, okay? So we could attract lone players that could potentially help us get promoted. John Terry will also keep you in the limelight. We would have more games on TV with John Terry, okay? I'm not saying it would work, but he would have the drive and passion to make it happen and he would want to get a bigger job in about three years time so he would make sure he does everything right to do exactly what Lampard did the other concern I have with uh, Jason Tindall is it doesn't feel right him staying Eddie's gone I feel like you you might laugh at this but it feels like I've had the best strawberries and cream for 10 years and my wife last Saturday told me I'm no longer having strawberries I'm only having cream and it just doesn't taste right and it just doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. and that's what I feel like it feels like We should now be looking. We're in a place where you we could probably take a risk. It it is a risk, but we could take a brave stance, go for a John Terry, okay, and see what happens. If, for example, Jason Tindall fails and come December we're in the bottom three, we ain't we ain't touching getting anyone like that we're now looking at managers lower than Jason Tindall because the attraction for me the attraction still up there for Bournemouth we've only just been relegated we've got a decent team we've got a nice beach if we're in the bottom three come January play people like John Terry people like Scott Parker people like you know managers on that sort of level would never be interested where I think we would still have that sort of appeal
12: now
11: you know it's, I do I do agree with you on JT um you know J- jace is a lovely guy um don't get me wrong however he's always been the number 2 you know his time at weymouth was wasn't brilliant i know he's had a couple of coaching badges since then it- it's a gamble whichever way you look at it um so you bring in a big name like steven gerrard and i do agree with you um that the bournemouth job is bigger than the rangers job in terms of the sort of teams you're up against where you want to go um let's be honest rangers apart from celtic who do they play hamilton hamilton academical ross county you know these sort of teams that they should be wiping the floor with anyway (laughs) yeah yeah okay they did they do go into the champions league they do go into the europa league but at the same time they're not they haven't got any competition whatsoever you know for those uh, top top two positions um so what we've got to get heads around is
10: eddie is a one-off and and that's what i feel i feel we're in a place now where we can almost think can we try something different you know Tindall's gone in there and said, look, I'm not going to break up everything that we've done, but I'm going to implement my ideas. I think we're in an opportunity where we've still got a good side. We've only lost Aki at this point. OK, we've only been relegated. If someone like John Terry came in, he could probably convince a lot of Rambo and Kelly and that to go. Look, we're going to have a really good go at this. For me, we're in an opportunity where this is still an appealing job. This job could not be appealing in about six months time. And that's my concern. When I said earlier on on Twitter that we've missed a trick, is that if it, if JT fails, and I don't want him to fail, I want him to prove me wrong. Don't and I done. And it's a hypothetical question yeah, yeah. that we're going to be in the bottom three. But we've got to take the worst case scenario. What what we've done here is Eddie's created a bit of a problem. As much as he's a god and he's a legend to us, he's created a problem mm-hmm. over ten years, hasn't he? He's he's made it very difficult to us now to ex, to employ anyone externally because of. Of all his mates and ex-players that are are at Mm. the club now, that's what he's done. I mean, what what are we saying? Are we saying that we can never go internally because we're never going to have enough time to ship too many people out to bring someone in? That's what we're pretty much saying. You know, the two challenges i the two challenges I've had today is we haven't got enough time. We've only got five weeks until the season starts. I'm not having that. It doesn't matter when you change it. You're not having it. It doesn't matter when you change your manager. It's never a good time. You know, at the end of the day. if you're if you're fighting relegation in the bottom three it's never a good time to bring someone in you know but what what we don't we have to bring someone in internally because we'd have to ship too many people out well that's never going to change so mm. at the end of the day that for me doesn't stand up um you know and at the end of the day we should i just think we've missed a trick we've had an opportunity to bring someone in with fresh ideas a new outlook you know and if it, it i'm not saying it's going to work but they've gone yeah. to the state They've gone for the safe mm. option because yeah. they're like, if it doesn't work, we're going to get flack from the fans. If it doesn't work with JT, we're going to get flack from the fans. So let's just go for the option that saves us a bucket loads of money.
0: Well, well um, yeah, I mean, I get all your points and everyone's opinion's valid. I, um, It's been a lot of a lot of maybes, a lot of might, a lot of mm. Tyndall might do this. If we got Terry, we might do this and he might not bring people with him. I'll talk, let's talk of some facts. We've had one bad season in 10 years yeah. why does everyone have this urge of just getting rid of the staff? And this, we need to, we've got an opportunity to start afresh. Why? We've been doing it unbelievable for 10 years. We've had one bad season. Why have we got this obsession mm-hmm. of starting afresh? Why does everyone want, why are we talking about John Terry? He's done nothing as a manager, no more than Jason Tyndall. Why? I, I don't like When Eddie Al came in, we, he never managed well, anyone. We were the,
11: it's a gamble wherever you go, be perfectly
0: exactly. honest it's a gamble but everyone's talking about oh we had such a good opportunity to start afresh why would you want mm. to tear up everything that we've done in 10 years the club are looking at it and the club are going right I'm not going to it we've done it unbelievable for 10 years Eddie's decided to walk away we're gutted right mm. the worst thing we can do now after all that success is just start fresh. We need to... Right, Jason, do you fancy it? Right, let's have an interview with Jason. Right, Jason, he's saying all the right things. He can take over. He knows all the yeah. players. All the players are going to be happy. It's going to be an easy yeah. transition. Forget about COVID and a quick turnaround. It's going to be an easy transition for the players. They know Jason. They trust Jason. they got all the staff they want. We have to do anything else. And we can carry on with, apart from last season, an unbelievable amount of success for this football club. Why anyone would think, let's go and grab John Terry, who's a coach at Aston Villa who's never managed in his life, and let's bring in and bring in whoever you want, whether it's five people, 10 people, two people. Why would we want to rip up what we've got now? I don't understand. I just think um, if, I, if I was the owner of Bournemouth for the last 10 years and Eddie had said he wants some time away, wants to leave, whatever, start something yeah. new, I'd be thinking, oh, please, Jason, will you fancy it? Because I don't want to have to start again. Because at the end of the day, you get a new manager and you could say they might not want to bring it. They might be happy with some of the stuff, but they're going to have brand new stuff. All the players have to buy into that. He might not like certain players want to make his own philosophy. I want to stick with what we've been doing for 10 years, personally. I'm, I mean, I'm only 28, but I've been, I've had a season ticket since I was seven, eight.
4: Yeah. And
0: I know that the last 10 years have been absolutely incredible. And I want to, when we got relegated, I was gutted. Please don't lose Eddie. Then we lost oh. Eddie. Please don't lose any more. We haven't. I am happy.
10: Tom, question for you. Yeah. yeah. How many how many games in b- before mm-hmm. where, um, and it's all hypothetical, like we say it may be, might do well, he might not do well. But how many games in after he hasn't won a game? Um are we are we is he gonna start being compared to Eddie and the fans are gonna start saying maybe he's not he's not up to the job. He's gonna that's get compared to Eddie. That's that's my point. That's my point. Is I we're never gonna get the... I think we're less gonna get away from Eddie. I think the Eddie question will always come up more, keep having Jason Tindall in charge, in my opinion. Um, yeah. it, will less, it will less come up. I, I'm not actually saying that we should clear out the staff. So, I mean, should, Sam, you asked about the obsession with John Terry. OK, mm. um, it's not an obsession. It's not like I'm his biggest fan or anything like that. You know, I mean, he's, let's remove the politics because everyone makes mistakes because I know I've had that on Twitter this week about, you know, politics behind John Terry. You know, for me, he don't, we don't need to rip up uh, everything. This is my point. John Terry is not going to want to come to Bournemouth for 10 years, right? John Terry will be looking at Bournemouth as a three to five year project for him to increase his CV and get a bigger job,
5: right? Where's the long term vision with okay. John Terry in charge that someone is going to leave the club and, and doesn't necessarily have the drive to have? The, I mean, we're talking about bricks and mortar, of course. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing after Eddie Howe's tenure. So why do you think that John Terry would be good in that situation? Here it comes. So, John
10: Terry, you put the the contract on the table. We want to offer you the chance to become a manager because that's what he's looking for now. Stephen Purchase is your number two. Hopefully Mm. it all works out. Stephen Purchase gets nurtured into the manager's job in three to five years when John Terry looks for a bigger job. I would rather have Stephen Purchase and someone else, because for me, it just doesn't feel right. having Why didn't we go to
11: Purchase straight away, though, Kirk?
10: No, I, that's what I just said. I said if it was internal, yeah. <laughs> I would prefer I would prefer Purchase and someone else rather than JT. Yeah. This is not a personal attack on JT, by the way. This is probably coming all wrong. You know, At the end of the day, I want him to succeed. I want him to prove me wrong. And I want to come on yeah. here in six months' time and go, he's, he's done a brilliant job. I'm wrong. The club are right. Mm. Uh, that's what I want. But for me, I just can't get over Eddie while he's still on the touchline. It, it doesn't feel right to me. I would rather have Stephen Purchase, who's only been doing great stuff behind the scenes, and someone else.
3: We've had our dictator running the club from top to bottom, which was Eddie Ham. And that isn't really the modern way in football anymore. You know, that was, that was Clough. That was Ferguson. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, and it's, 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 it's been great for us. But you're absolutely right. We have created a monster. And looking at the stress and strain on Eddie's face over the last few months, we've seen what that can do to one person. So, I mean, do we bring in... There was some discussion in the chat earlier on about a director of football. And my thinking is, I don't necessarily think a director of football is, is 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 what we need. But I think that position, run by committee, because otherwise we are just lumping it onto a single person again and having that same problem, whereby when one person moves on, Eddie in this case, suddenly we're all up in the air not knowing what's going on. OK, we, we revel in the fact yeah. that we are different. We're always telling people... Yeah, but you don't get us because we're Bournemouth, right? We are. Eddie was putting DVDs together of the club's history, even back in League One, and 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 well, even even back in League One to give to prospective players to sell them on what the club actually is, and we should revel in that. Therefore, bringing in someone who can just tear all that up and try and build it in their own image, I don't think it's something we should be doing. The fact that tyndall has been selected by Hughes and Blake. You know, all right. But they've both been there for a long time. They've both seen what's, what's happened. Having more people like that around the club and within the club, I think can only be a good thing and help protect us and our different status, as it were.
5: Chris, it's been an interesting week and a half. Tell us a bit about yourself and your love for the Cherries.
1: Well, uh, probably or honestly just came on whenever they joined the Premier League. And yeah. I can honestly say it's from an NBC show. Some of y'all may have heard about it, Men in Blazers whenever they did the yeah, newly yeah. promoted thing. And it was just like, whoa, that is such an amazing story. And being here in the States, you know, there's so many people here that just, you know, jump the bandwagon in one of the top six and it's safe and it's things like that. And so, you know, I just watched from afar, from a while, you know, wanting to support a team, but not knowing really who to support. But then when that newly promoted thing came in and that was like, man, that's something that, you know, it sounds cliche, but that's more than just a team. You know, it's it's something more than that. And, you know, I even have friends who know who, uh, you know, support Liverpool, support Man United, support Chelsea, And they always say, you know, that club, it's more about just keeping the machine rolling. And it's like it's more, you know, it's like we're expected to win and it becomes headlines when we lose. And he says, and so there's just that anxiety there about not, winning more than just enjoying the game itself. And so that's kind of how, you know, I got, uh, got, I guess, uh, got drawn to Bournemouth, but, you know, and first of all, or, or just, first of all, thank you for all you're doing, but in respect everyone's opinion when we're talking about coaches, but I know that from, from my past experiences and not with uh, football, but with just different sports in general, is we never know what's going on behind the scenes. We never will. And unless Max or Eddie do some hugely in-depth interview, we're never going to know. And then how many times have we heard about, well, why'd they hire this coach? But then it comes out a few months later, well, we offered the job to this guy, this guy, and this guy. And for whatever reason, they didn't take it. And so from my perspective, what we need to do is just support Jason and see what he's going to produce on the field. Because we know that that the, uh, you know, football, it's a results-driven league. And so, you know, it's nice to have sentiment. It's nice to have goodwill. But that doesn't put points on the board. And so we need to, you know, just see what Jason's going to do. And on top of that, we always talk about health being the key. And we said at the beginning of this season that it was the most – uh, impressive team we had on paper to begin this season. And so I know we're going to lose some guys, but the fact of this is the most impressive team that we've had, I think we'll do just fine in the championship. But once again, it just all comes down to health. And if we yeah. can stay healthy, then I think that we'll, you know, we'll do really well. Keith, how are you today? Wearing your Bournemouth shirt with pride,
12: I see. That's what I like to see. Uh, am, yeah, mate. Certainly am. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm man. pretty positive. I do think we need to change the structure of the club. Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that we should be looking at what Brentford's done and their model, and uh, and also Ajax and what they've done. They were on their arse end. Mark Obermeier came in, uh, Edwin van der Sar came in, and they got a philosophy of the club. And I know the criticism about Eddie's mates it has some validity, but that's our DNA. Sean Cooper, Mark Mosley, Alan Connell are our DNA, and yeah. they understand our our values and what have you. And that is our brand. And if we can get someone like Richard Hughes to to maybe take over that role, that because Eddie was micromanaging it. If we could get someone in who understands the philosophy of what we're trying to do, within the limitations of budget, within the limitations of what could or could not happen in in regards to the the training state uh the trading uh, facilities i i think we've got to look at a different model because i think covet's is going to change the whole of football anyway even at the premier league end because i don't think the money the revenue is going to be there going forward china could say tomorrow We're not going to have Premier League games and they're going to pirate it in. That's a huge revenue loss. And I think we've got to be looking at that. And I think, but I like the continuity that JT brings. He knows the values of the club because he put the values of the club in there with Eddie. And I think we've got to be smarter in the transfer. I think Ryan Fraser, that situation with the agent, I think someone else should be dealing with that rather than having a dictator, as Ben has pointed out and others have pointed out.
3: I didn't mean it in a a, a derogatory way, though, when I said we've had... No, 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 you're right. We had one voice, one single point of truth that we could all point to and say, "Okay, that's what's going wrong, that's what's going right, the buck stops there.
4: Sorry, Keith, I think also I put it on the chat earlier, just briefly, and sorry for throwing notes in front of the screen, but I think one of the things that hasn't been touched on enough is budget... And um, yeah. we, we we are in a situation, and Keith, that connects to what you're saying there, is whether you had John Terry or anybody else that comes in, they're going to want money. They're going to want structure. Exactly. They will want to change things. That's going to take money. You know, we will sell more players. We have to sell more players. Yes. We're probably going to have to sell £100 million worth of players. And when they go, they're gone. And that's probably just to enable us to be on a solid foundation we then need to look at further investments from that point based on where we are then not based on let's get in the Premier League let's do that and the other because we're then going to have to be careful with FFP again so we've got to get the money in on a substantial level and even though we can say Max will back us that backing is limited we Mm. have to sell we have to bed in we have to move forward So based on the commercial issues that exist now, including, as you say, Keith, about COVID and everything else that's happening, the Premier League revenues are going to go downhill. Even they admit in certain sectors that they've hit their peak. It's very unlikely they're going to go higher and higher and higher like they have. So that's where we are. So when you add that into the occasion, Kirk's back and the John Terry thing, I get that, but I can't see John Terry ever or Steven Gerrard. Coming into a club that doesn't give him some money. And to do that, you've got to be committed to sell a lot more than perhaps we want to at the moment.
12: And they're looking to go into the Premier League. John Terry wants to be a Premier League manager. He's looking for a big club, a big name. Stephen Gerrard's the same. Because that's the status they have in football. I go back to looking at what Brentford's done. The Academy is the first team. They they've invested in a new stadium, which I think is quite correct. But they look at it as they sell on players. They look, sold MoPi for 20 million last year, reinvested that, and they've gone on. And I think that's something, JT being head coach, but I think you need that guy, and it's very difficult and it costs money, but I think you need that guy who deals with that, that boundary between uh, the, the, the footballing side and the business side. You see what's happened with Man U when they've had someone who's non-football trying to play that game, the championship manager. On the other hand, what does, what? this is what I want to ask Kirk. What's Jay? What's John Terry's philosophy on football? I don't know. I don't know what he wants to play. I don't know anything about the guy beyond he was an England player and he's the AA, uh, assistant manager or was the assistant manager at Villa. I don't know anything about the fella. Um, but I do know what JT is going to bring to me. And I think he should be a head, um, head coach rather than a manager. And I think that's how the modern game's going. I don't think, particularly if you're going in the premiership, you could have that old school dictator, Ferguson, Clough, or even Eddie to a certain extent. I think what we all kind of appreciate
7: is that um, you, you, you probably, and there's quite a few fans out there that do feel a bit underwhelmed by the appointment, and you can kind of get that, you know, when there are other names being thrown out in the media. What is really interesting, when I was listening there, talking about the, you know, what what they've done at Brentford and how they had a development system there and a coaching and, and the, the training facility, facility, that clearly, I think, that's what Eddie wanted, wasn't it? That is what Eddie wanted. He yeah. wanted to be able to sustain this football club without having to go out and spend 20 million quid on a player. Now, I don't think like we've alluded to already, Max's pockets are probably as deep as we would like them to be to be able to give us everything. And I think he's had to make a choice. And uh, I don't uh, I don't want to say this because we don't know any information on it, but the training facility thing has gone quiet. And maybe that way of doing things, which is what Eddie wanted, you know, that would have been ideal, that that Brentford thing. I and mean, then you can bring in any you want then to head that up because that's your new DNA. That's mm. your new way of doing things. Whereas the only DNA we've got at the moment is that core spine of people that we're bringing up through the ranks. I know that Eddie was a big investor in people, so it, it, from that respect, if Denim bought into that—that that idea that we're going to always promote from within—he's probably thinking, "Great, I'm saving a few quid here. How do we improve what we've got? What's the next step?" Anyone got any ideas? Sure, views, Ben. What's your views on this one,
3: mate? Well, I was just thinking about the limelight thing that Kirk mentioned, and, and, I, and I do hear what you're saying. You know, um, keeping us in the public eye is important. Um, it's how we get guys like Chris coming coming on from America and such. So, and and such. Um, But then again, I think back to our first championship season and how we quite liked being under the radar. Now that became a bit of a tagline for us for, uh, for for that, well, for for the following two seasons. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's less of a risk for the board though. Um, I think if you bring in a big name and he fails, you can say, well, you know, he's got big, broad celebrity shoulders that can carry that failure. Whereas promoting from within and saying, no, we trust what we've got here. This is what we've been building towards. I think that's more of a risk for the board if there's any actual accountability at board level, which there isn't because Maxim kind of owns it lock, stock and barrel. So there's, there's no real. Oh,
0: hello, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, like I say, I like everyone's opinion and stuff. It's great. But um, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a few, few pelters about my positivity, really, online and stuff, which I'm, I'm baffled, to be honest. I don't understand the thought process of, Right, let's have an amazing 10 years. Let's get to the championship and then go, yeah, but Jason ain't ready. We need John Terry. Well, John Terry hasn't managed either. I don't... And let's get us on, that'll get us on the telly more. All right, let's hire Philip Schofield. I-, I don't, what are we talking about? I don't, I honestly, I genuinely, I'm not trying to be rude. I don't understand. And it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And well, we're in the championship now. We need a, a big name, someone who's been there and done it. Well, we didn't before when Eddie won us the league. I I, I- Honestly, I don't, I really don't understand it. I think that, the best thing that could have happened for me is what once we got red again and lost Eddie Howe, I thought the last thing I want is for everything else to break up. Yeah, this journey's been amazing, and I think what everyone said. I remember, especially when we went up to the Premier League at first, people said about we didn't have any big names in terms of players or anything like that. But it was the togetherness. Everyone said about the togetherness, and even last season, where you know there were times where I mean we were awful at times on the pitch last season. But even pundits that then were said Bournemouth might get out of it because of that togetherness. Why do we want to? Why do we want to go down a different route? I, I don't understand why everyone's got this kind of thing about let's get this a chance to go down a different route. But why? Why? We've had one relegation from the Premier League in 10 years. Why does suddenly everyone go, we need to do something new? We've got to. Why? Someone tell me why. I don't understand
5: what on earth could Eddie say? Like, you know, other than saying we need someone else to take it in a new direction, he's not going to say, well, you know, someone else is going to come in and it's going to be more of the same. So I think people were... Think, say, it was it was basically, you know, paralysis by analysis, really, because we were all looking at that new direction, but it, it didn't actually mean it. It just meant new ideas. And
0: like I say, I yeah. think it was taking care of context that this new direction was going to mean that everything was going to change from top to bottom. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I don't... I, I do... I, I'm not... Totally kind of get, you know, get a bit kind of vocal about it. But I, I understand what people are saying in terms of, you know, it'd be really nice to have him. I mean, it'd be lovely to get the Rangers manager. I'm telling you now for a fact, Stephen Gerrard would not leave Rangers for Bournemouth. I'm telling you that now. There's no yeah. way. No way would he. I think it was you, Kirk. I'm not having a I I think it was you that said earlier about when we were talking about uh, John Terry and you said he'll probably only be here for a few years, you know, three years, something like that. And then Sam said to you, but then what's the
10: longevity? And you said, yeah, but then Purchase
0: would be number two and he could come in. Well, that's what's just happened for us and you, you're saying don't like that but that's what yeah,
10: we've done i would restructure in that time because like ben said that's what i want to know car why do you want to restructure so much because i what think relegation? Really, because we need more outside influences that that's the one thing i'd probably say with eddie that we didn't have
12: but, but um, Kurt, and... why don't you well, well if you wanted that you have the continuity as i say of having jt uh, John, uh jason Tyndall in this case as the head coach and having someone, as I say, Richard Hughes, we're not sure what he does. Does anyone know what he really does? He has a broad overview.
3: Currently, he's technical director. Yeah, he's, right. he technical is technical director. director yeah.
12: And 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 so so marrying those two, like most clubs are going that way. I know it's strange for us in the uh, in the UK to have that structure, but that's been going on for years in the continent. Bayern have just shown that how that works tonight, and. You could have that change. uh, You could have the continuity, but you could also have someone who comes in and says, "Right, this is our philosophy. This is our DNA. What players, because ultimately it's down to players, are going to have the continuity." And we've also got to deal with agents. And Ryan Fraser has exposed us to what agents are like. And we and I don't. I think that was one of the things that brought Eddie. Made him lose love of the game, in all honesty, was dealing with agents and the media and all that circus every summer. I'm looking at the paper and thinking, oh, my God, we're going to lose half our team here. Now, Eddie kept them. But that could go for going forward. That could be the case this this very moment. I think we need that guy, whoever it is, Rio Ferdinand. I don't know. I don't know any names out there, but somebody who can deal with that side of the business because that's how the Premier League is. It's a business. The championships, a business. And with revenues going to get smaller and smaller, we've got to utilise all the assets we've got at the moment. Forget about the failures of the past. We should have done this, that and the other. We've got to look at that going forward. And I think JT's a good head coach, but I think he needs a guy... Who can deal with that side of things and i don't uh, with all disrespect to the board i don't think jeff Mostyn is that sort of guy to deal with that yeah and um you know just go back to tom
10: sort of thing as well i think it's the same for me here really Um tom speaks very well uh, and he always has done and he's very passionate wears his heart on his sleeve and i totally see where he's coming from um it's a matter of an opinion but i think it's respectful um, um, in that sense um you know i will be going to bournemouth on a tuesday night in horrible weather if we're in league two and Steve Fletcher's manager it doesn't matter who's there how I felt today was I just felt that we were a club that's just been relegated and we could have really made a statement of intent however I will get behind JT you know I really want him to do well I want him to prove me wrong I want him to be successful I want him to get us up I want you know the team to come together and I really want everyone to prove me wrong um you know and but you know I respect all you know I feel like I have been sort of the downbeat person today and I I didn't really want to be that it's just I'm passionate that I felt I understand the size of the club I'm just feel like we're not understanding the size of ambition you know five years in the Premier League and we're just coming down and going oh it's okay you know, we'll we'll just accept that. You know, for me, why are we not trying to push our, our ambition to be a little bit higher? You know, if we told that championship, we're going, not going big. I don't want to go bankrupt. We don't want buckets again. But, you know, what I'm saying is, look, we don't, we're serious. Mm-hmm. We're going to win this championship. And that's, that's for me. I'm not sure, you know, the first tweet I saw when Tyndall was announced, and I won't mention the name on Talk Sport, but he went, Bournemouth have announced Jason Tyndall's manager. Of course they have. And it felt like... Here we go again. We've got to stick up for ourselves. Do you know but what I mean? They're doing
5: the same though, aren't they? You know, mm-hmm. they've got an internal appointment as well. So there's got to be yeah. something in the water that's making, you know, these two clubs, you know, come to the same, you know, decision of employing yeah. within is better than, than not.
10: And and the club have made the decision that's best for the club. I understand that. Financial, you know, business sense has has come into this massively. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I really want it to work. I don't, I'm not, it's not a personal attack on Jason Tindall. I'm still trying to get over Eddie. That's why it hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I said, I never said clear out everyone behind the scenes. I never said that. What I said was, if it it wasn't going to be Eddie, I'd rather have someone, if it was going to be internal and internal only, I'd rather have had someone like Purchase who was a bit more in the shadows last year and of years gone by. And then we start again like that with the same sort of uh, ways of playing and and what we've built under Eddie.
5: Because you argue that Purchase is almost too much in the Eddie mould. And if we're coming away from Eddie, we might as well have a different direction. Therefore, Purchase can be assistant and Tyndall, someone that's a bit different, has his tiffs with Eddie, could Mm. be number one, perhaps. Yeah. And um, and that's I just I
10: just I maybe I'll come around to it you know maybe Thomas Swamy at some point you know it, it, I just can't see. You'll buy you a pie.
5: You, 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 yeah, yeah you
10: buy. when I'm sat in the north stand, I'm looking at Eddie. Jason Tindall's next to him. It's just going to feel weird still seeing Jason there without Eddie. Yeah. That that's what I can't get. If it was Stephen Purchase and Mark Moseley, it wouldn't feel as bad. Um, and it's and this sounds personal to JT now. It's not. Yeah um but you know I, I really hope he proves me wrong I hope he does really well and I want us to be successful that's all I want and I just want us to be ambitious I don't just want us to accept that we had the best five years of our lives and the, and we're just going to accept mediocre you know mediocre performances and mediocre league positions again I that we should be aiming for more than that crazy I uh, there,
0: I'll just say quickly so I think the key word there yeah. like that Kirk said is uh ambition and I think that's where, you know, it's great having football football debate because I think me and Kirk are both saying we want our club to be ambitious. We just have different opinions on how to do that. So Kirk's yeah. obviously thinking, you know, we could have made a statement by getting a bigger name, maybe doing things a bit differently, and that'll show a bit of ambition. I personally believe that sticking with what's made us successful is very ambitious. So I think but I think that's the key thing. We both want the same thing. We'll just have to I I and I think we're both trying to get over Eddie in different ways as well. Maybe i to block out a little bit, but um, yeah, it's tough. Maybe I've I've moved off. Oh, it's like I've split up with my girlfriend. I'm moving on a quickly, but sometimes yeah. it works. doesn't it? Sometimes it works. So we'll see.
7: It yeah. Yeah. seems so 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 to so me so like Tom, like like Kirk just was, wants to throw out all of Eddie's <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Get out. I'm throw his stuff out. And Tom, you're just, I'm keeping some his bits. <laughs> just keeping a few bits, mate. You don't want to let
5: it all go. Kirk's still reading the love letters, crying, and Tom George is on Tinder by the sounds of it. Uh, absolutely loving it. Um, Harvey, Harvey, Str- you know what? I love messages like this. Enjoy the championship. We will. We and Tom, and you know what? I was I was speaking to Tiggs the other day saying, you know what? I've had so many messages that are like derogatory towards clubs like Wickham and derogatory to the championship. Enjoy the championship as if it's some kind of put-down. And you know what? First you think, I'm actually gonna watch every match of the day now and just enjoy it for the spectacle it is um there are so many times when Bournemouth lost and I couldn't watch it because I just you know like if we lost I didn't want to watch any of it and we were part of a league that yes the benefits are there you get this sort of global limelight and yes you do get the money but we were like nervous as hell every week and treading water and it it's it's no kind of life is it in the Premier League I mean yeah the fact is you're constantly wanting to improve as a football team and the better you get that's the ultimate prize you you're in and being in the top 20, has a lot of prestige on its own. Championship football, though, even on that final day, Tom, mm. you, we saw how unbelievably exciting it is. And you've got the range of playing, you know, Pride Park, or whatever it's called now, uh, you know, Derby's Ground, you've got, uh, you know, the City Grounds. And then you've got smaller stadiums like Wiccan. You've got such a, a range, and it all culminates on that final day. It's such an exciting place to be, isn't it?
0: I think what I like about it as well is you have, obviously... Part, I know this season, Sheffield Wednesday, probably on minus, but um, 24 teams in the Championship. And I reckon at the start of every season, you've normally got about 18 of them that think they can get in the playoffs. And that's why it's so exciting. You've got so many teams that are probably thinking we want to go for top six this year. And there's only six spots, and I reckon that about 18 think they can do it. And that's why it's, it's always so exciting. I mean, I, I'm not one of them that wanted to go down or feels like I'd rather be in the Championship because the aim is always to get to the top. And I love being in the Premier League, and I, I, love, but I, but I totally get. I'll definitely enjoy it. I loved it in the Championship. We weren't there for long, which was. I mean, I, I think I said I, I never in my lifetime thought I'd see us in the Championship. I only took a couple of seasons. I didn't anymore, and I couldn't believe which way it went. But yeah, I'd, I'd love the Championship. Some of the if we're allowed to go, some of the away games. That oh be, Well, you know, I just want that, to be able to go. That's all I care about. Yeah,
5: really. and you know, that's what all of us want. And I, you know, what I think, I, I honestly think that the feeling. Of losing Eddie and getting JT or whatever, I think it would be, uh, you know, less bad because as fans we can do nothing. We just watch on the TV or whatever. However, we're going to watch it next season on I Follow or whatever. We can't even lend our support to JT, and it's it's actually quite sort of you know numbing to to not even know when we can get playing again. And you know, Mister Tiggs. I mean, at the moment there doesn't there don't seem to be any. Signs of when we can, and I, you know, you saw that email from AFC Bournemouth about season tickets and the whole, mm. you know, you have to be Rachel Riley doing calculations in your sleep in order to work out how on earth it's going to work. I mean, you pay for it all in advance, and then you get credited or something, and then you pay for it again. I, I've got, I've got no idea. I think we need to do an, an explain a video. But yeah, <laughs> Tony, how you feel about next season as a whole?
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try and always be optimistic. I, I you know. I think Max has said he wants us to go back up. Tyndall, for whatever reason, I suppose he felt he had to, has said that now. We talked about what you know, not, you know, failure might be. In all honesty, if we if we've got a manager saying I want to bounce up first time, and we've got the chairman saying we've got to bounce up first time, he's kind of he's kind of uh, he's kind of made his bed there already, in my opinion. That how well he has to do on that first season, and if anything less than that, he's not going to look particularly good. I'm not saying we will do that. I think it would be more sensible to say, "Give me a couple of seasons, I'll do it." But he didn't, so um, that's the way I read it. Anyway, I do think it's so a big think...
4: statement.
0: I do think that's a statement. I, I think it's. Um, I know it's people say, "Oh, well, he's going to say that." So, but, uh, no, I don't. I think. I think Jason would have been or Maxim been there right my to say, well, you know, we're going to see how we get on. As long as we're showing progress, you know, blah. Mm. They could have easily skirted around it, and I think the fact that both of them have said we want to go to the pre- bounce straight back to the Premier League that is our aim. I think that's a really big statement. I was really impressed with that. I think it would have been easy to kind of say, well, you know, we'll see what happens, take every game as it comes, you know, all that. And mm-hmm. um, they've really gone for it. And Because to be honest, if, if I thought we lost a few players, had a decent season, and then the following season we made more of a push, that probably would have suited me. I, I was as someone that was like, we need to bounce back. But now I'm really thinking, you know, that's what, what the club are going for. And that, that fills me with a bit more confidence as well. I think that was um a really good statement there.
5: So there you go. Some really good opinion there. And if you want to watch the full thing you can do, it's youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. And there you'll also see the names of the Cherries fans that took part. Really good to have some opinion on there from people all across the globe wanting to share their views. Some positive, some not so positive. But what we all did is we finished on a high, and we certainly got everyone to come together, and we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be an absorbing time, and everyone, of course, is wishing JT the best. So, if you're not a subscriber of our YouTube channel, we're we're pushing the big two zero zero zero. Yeah, two thousand. Wow, what does that earn? Nothing. But it, that's not what it's all about. If you do want to donate to the podcast, hold your horses. Because we'd rather you donate to something else. We're doing a fundraiser for the Forest Home Hospice. And you might have seen this on Twitter or maybe on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Forest Home Hospice, they are a fantastic charity in Paul that deals with palliative care. They have been going for a long time. They they did uh, used to be one of AFC Bournemouth's charity partners who they rotate through, but they provide end-of-life care for patients and their families in East Dorset. And we're doing a fundraiser whereby one lucky person who donates will win a mega prize. And it is quite a big prize, actually. I mean, a round of golf with ex-AFC Bournemouth striker Tony Funnell. Yeah, his goals got us promoted in the early 80s, but also... Mr. AFCB, Harry Redknapp as well. A round of golf with those two, plus lunch in the middle. True podcast style, of course. A £50 voucher for the Rope and Anchor pub in Serum Street in Pool, Just around the corner from the Pool Museum there. Owned by Cherry's fan, Dan. And uh, yeah, top place to pop for a beer. Little beer garden outside as well. Friendly in there. Top food. £50 voucher. That's all right, isn't it? Plus, back of the net merch as well. I'm talking a bottle opener. Oh, yeah. And also a £20 AFCB Superstore voucher as well. One mega prize. And all you've got to do is donate. Minimum donation is £2. And each £2 is a new entry to the competition as well. So if you donate £10, quid, that's five entries. And some people have donated £2, some have donated £20, some have donated more. But we're looking for a target of 2,000. And if you win, it's going to be next week where we announce the prize. Then, yeah, we'll put you in touch with Tony and Harry. And then you can have a round of golf with them. Even if you can't play golf, you can maybe gift that particular prize to a friend of yours. So it's worth doing because you can win a prize and you can also donate to a great charity as well. You can follow Forest Home on Twitter. That's Forest Home H-O-L-M-E. And they are based in Poole and they're a hospice charity that helps support the life-enhancing work of the hospice in caring for adults with terminal and life-limiting conditions in East Dorset. If you want to donate, it's afcbpodcast.com slash fundraising. That's afcbpodcast.com slash fundraising. If you can donate... We would really appreciate it so much. afcbpodcastcom slash fundraising. We're 58% of the way there. We would really love it if you could help us make it to 100%. Okay, so that just about settles show 93. Wow. Well. Stay tuned to YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. There's bound to be loads that's going on in the next few days and weeks. Not least, I mean, at some point the fixture list will have to come out, I suppose, won't it? Um, Whether you've got your season ticket or not, kudos to you if you have, because it's a complicated old process for when we're allowed back into the grounds with ballots and stuff. I'm sure we'll be talking more about that on future videos. But for now, thank you very much for listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast.
4: Obviously, I think when the club's had the success that it's had um, the last 10-12 years, you know, under Eddie and me by his side, they're you know, not going to come here and, and rip everything up and start again. I think it would be a fool to do that. So, i
6: you know, my own person, I've got my own ideas, and I'll be looking to implement them as soon as we get back to training.
3: Podcast Network.